0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 599th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Hannah.
1: I am here. I. Uh, it's a low news week. I don't know. I'm here. Hi. <laughs> Hello.
0: <laughs> you know, it is light news week, but I'm. I think we have a good show lined up. So good that Greg is also here. I am also here. Next week, the epilogue comes out, and that lines up with our six hundred episode. Although we're not going to be talking about the epilogue because that only gives people like three days to do it, so we'll do it the next episode. I'm pretty sure the Pokemon company says you have to beat like everything in order to experience that. But what do they define as everything? Way they at- do
1: have a concrete. Well, yeah, I yeah. think you actually have it there.
0: Off the top of my head, I think it's A Way Out, which is Area Zero, first storyline in Paldea, which gets you credits. The Teal Mask story is called, (laughs) I don't remember, where it says to be continued. That's how you know you beat it. And in this one, it would be Ed Sheeran's song part two.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if you meet Ed Sheeran twice, and then I think there's one other battle that you have to do or one other thing you have to experience, and that's all.
0: Ed Sheeran part two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which apparently the second Ed Sheeran song is like remixed by Toby Fox, I think. I didn't listen to it because I couldn't on stream. I had to mute it. So I don't know what it sounds like. I didn't want Mr. Ed Sheeran. to. Have I gotten both Ed Sheeran songs? I don't know. If you went to the. I may not have been paying attention. If you went back to Kitakami after credits, then you did.
1: I think that you get the the second Ed Sheeran song even before that.
0: Yeah, you get it before you go back to the lake. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I do it, not right? remember
0: it. <laughs> I feel like you <laughs> should all.
2: remember Ed Sheeran. I do not. I have successfully blocked that out. Like, I, I'm sure something happened. If you, I could not tell you that it was that Ed Sheeran song
0: I I couldn't tell you what it was.
1: It was a remix. It It wasn't super identifiable as the same song.
0: (laughs) I don't even remember what the song is, because I muted it both times. With all Ed Sheeran songs, I know them
2: while I'm listening to them, and then three seconds after, I could not tell you a thing about it. I don't... I know that... I know, the only one I remember is Electric by Katy Perry, because we talked about it a lot, yeah. and she just says Electric,
0: electric a lot. <laughs> she didn't write I, that. I
2: couldn't tell you what the Ed Sheeran song is. I couldn't tell you what any Ed, this, Ed Sheeran and Post Malone, I could not tell you what any of their songs
0: sound like. Mm. Could not. I like Post Malone more than I like Ed Sheeran, but Ed Sheeran's a low bar. I don't think Ed Sheeran's bad. <laughs> I'm like, is that a high bar? For the record, I don't think, I don't think he's bad, just not my, not my cup of tea. Speaking of tea, let's talk about Pokemon Sleep. There's not any uh, news here. I will say my my personal thought here is this 2024 event a bit disappointing.
1: Compared to the other ones, yeah, a little bit. I was disappointed that there weren't any special missions for the event in particular. Mm. I like having the extra things to aim for on top of the weekly missions that you have regardless of what is going on.
0: I maxed out my pot. Oh, the 45 or whatever. 40. I don't know what it Yeah. Maxes I think it's 45.
2: Because I keep hitting the limit of my bag space for <laughs> ingredients. And
0: I'm also up my ingredient bag. And I'm like, I just need to put more things in this pot. Or, or switch your team so you're not getting as many ingredients.
2: But, all, but that means I have to choose which shiny to leave out. And oh that is gosh. not happening right now. <laughs> That is not. I need. I also have a new EV in there because I'm got to do whatever million hours to get Sylveon, 150 hours. It's like 15 days of sleep. I hear you do it every day. I do, and I'm real good at it. <laughs> yeah, I went to. I dope. did get a Charizard. You need a Charizard? No, I did get one. I got oh, all the got keys one. to huh? to up it. I got all those things to up my one. I got another Charmander, and I have one that's I have all I just have to go in and actually hit the evolve button to switch it over. But I do have it now.
0: It's not shiny, so it will never see the light of day. I I don't I I'm I went to Hollow because I wanted a good Charmander. Like I have an okay one. It's not ninety eight percent, unfortunately. It's like a, it's like a like an eighty eighty six. Um, so I was like maybe I can get a better Charmander this week. I'm not getting a lot of Charmander. I don't know how people on (laughs) Greengrass or the beach are doing with their starter Pokemon, but I woke up this morning to two Larvitar, three Shuppet, and an Eevee. Why am I here? Why am I on Topalo?
1: For the Shuppet and the Eevee, of course. (laughs) I can Mm -hmm. get Eevee literally everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I... Admittedly, missed a couple of days this week. I was out of town with family at a beach, so I was also on the beach in Pokemon Sleep, and maybe saw one Squirtle, but mostly I was just too tired at the end of the day to press the button. Apparently,
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you had that premium you asked membership, that's one you could thing go of you, Hannah. <laughs> one thing. Wait, yeah, because you you guys can't go back and re-record sleep, right? I will say it's nope. not a it's not a great premium feature because you can only do it within like 24 hours of it happening That's
1: still enough.
0: Yeah, but if you like if you're at like hour like 26 it it'll just be, it's just like no, like you've have waited too long. <laughs> and if you like if you like took a nap like the day before but forgot to record the nap, but you recorded like a sleep, you can't squeeze it in between. Like it's like you've already slept. You can't go back and put time it's not like it's very very restrictive in, in what you do, which is whatever. The thing already lies as it is. No, I started cheating this week. And I started <laughs> <laughs> I started I started pre-gaming my my Pokémon sleep. So I I will pre-game it on the dresser for like an hour cuz I'm in like bed and TikTok for an
2: hour. I've been in bed in TikTok, and as long as I'm sitting still, I could care less.
0: It's like, no, you're yeah, asleep. Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I, need, I, I need it to specifically be slumbering. I can't, like, because dozing on Topalo is worse than three Shuppets and two Lavatars. Dozing on, on Topalo is, like, Geodude City. So I was like, and the, you can't get Onyx on dozing, and I kept getting dozing all week, or snoozing, or whatever it is. I was like, I need slumbering. I still have not gotten an onyx. And I'm cheating. Cause all I want is an onyx. <laughs> I think I have an onyx. Yeah, cause you're for sure slumbering, Greg, cause you slam yeah. eight hundred <laughs> milligrams of caffeine and then you're passed out. Yeah. I'm not Get passed on out. My level. I gotta cheat to tell the game I'm passed out just to hopefully <laughs> see an onyx.
1: Do you know if it's giving you I guess you won't know until the end of the week if it's giving you a better rank for the week? Now that you're cheating.
0: Now that I'm cheating, I'm testing to see if I will get better ranked. Because I sent Hannah and Greg my screenshot of the week, which said I was what, D or F or something? And I was like, D. I was like, look at how consistent I was. I went to bed you almost were not consistent. It was so consistent. Don't don't let Greg let <laughs> oh, let's let's it, compare who
1: was
2: consistent and got an A that yeah, week but mine looked almost identical
0: to yours. And it was like D.
1: Yeah. No. Both of yours were very consistent, mine was the least consistent, and also I get the least sleep of all three of us by a good amount, and I still got a B.
0: Yeah, Hannah's score was so much higher than mine, and mine looked like Greg's. Greg's was A, mine was D, and Hannah's was B. I was like, <laughs> what am I doing wrong?
1: <laughs> it clearly has a bias against people who sleep at any time that isn't societally accepted. Mm-hmm. That isn't the societal norm, which isn't stated anywhere. It's just in their programming somewhere. I'm pretty convinced of that at this point. So if you don't go to sleep at like 8 p.m. to midnight, (laughs) you'll just get a worse score.
0: Automatically deducted points. I'll update you on my Pokemon sleep cheating next week. I'm I'm going to get disqualified from the Pokemon Sleep World Championships here. You are. I'm turning you in. Fair.
2: Some of us are professionals who do it naturally. Natural sleepers. (laughs) Hey, there's some of y'all. There's no cheat. No
0: snitching, Greg. Come on.
2: (laughs) Look, if there's a million dollar sleep prize on the line, I am selling you out. DQ'd.
0: Let's uh let's switch gears over to some TCG stuff. There are two top 10 lists for TCG which I think are are fun to sell. This is our our TCG wrapped our our year in review here. We got one from TCG Player which is the top 10 most expensive Pokemon cards of 2023 and then uh the Japanese Pokemon website released the top 100 most searched for cards. I'm not sure how they determined that or if that was like Google search or whatnot. We, we can go through the top 10, though. Spoiler, those two lists are different. <laughs> uh, let's start with the TCG player stuff. Uh, Top 10 most expensive cards. Uh, if you don't know what TCG, I think TCG player is now fully owned by eBay. Did that sale go through? Oh, I
2: don't, remember I don't, if I don't know
0: if they did. I
2: think I think it did.
0: But I think eBay now owns TCG Player. Anyways, TCG Player, I, I like their website. I think their site is good. Yeah, they completed $295 million purchase. Good I'm, heavens. I would have sold two, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Selling move wrong. on. The number 10 most expensive card of 2023 was Magic Magikarp from Paldea Evolved. That was the... Uh, Number 203 for $56.84. That is the Magikarp with the black background of it swimming up the waterfall. No surprises there with Magikarp. Uh, This one is probably the biggest surprise on the list. I don't remember this card ever coming out. This is uh, the Squirtle Pokemon Center exclusive from Scarlet and Violet 151. Uh, It is $61.94. It's just a Squirtle. With the little Pokemon Center stamp on it. It's not like a full art. It's not an alternative art. It's
1: just a little squirtle. But of it's the... got that Pokemon Center stamp.
0: Sure does. Mm-hmm. That's
1: what's important. I
0: don't remember. Where did. Like, obviously, this was a promotion for 151, uh, right? Because that's what it's from. But, like, I don't remember. I feel like I'm checking Pokemon Center so much, I'm getting banned from that website at least a couple hours a week. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Pokemon Center connoisseur. I don't remember this promo at all being featured. And they don't specifically say like, my only guess is this was like the European Pokemon Center or the Canadian Pokemon Center.
1: I'm seeing it on the American one. I'm actually seeing it on the website saying that you could receive it as a gift with each eligible item. Uh, if you place an order that contains two Scarlet and Violet 151 Ultra Premium Collection, you will receive two Squirtle cards as a gift. So something something to do with that, but I don't remember ever seeing the promotion yeah, when it was I actually live.
0: I don't remember ever seeing that. Usually they're advertising on the front page normally of like, get this card. Don't worry, there's a card on here that makes Pokemon Center all worth it. You won't believe what number one is. <laughs> I don't know if that's a true statement. The, n- the number eight is Garatina V-Star from Crown Zenith. This is the, the gallery card. This is the secret rare all gold Garatina. Cool, I guess. <laughs> if you like Garatina, people do.
1: It's not my favorite of the Giratina cards, but it is a cool one.
0: Yeah. Uh we have number 7 coming in as Roaring Moon from Paradox Rift which is uh Garatina was $71. Roaring Moon is $81. Uh this is the the ancient Roaring Moon um with the the scream tails below it. Very cool card. Roaring Moon very cool Pokemon. So that's cool. This was the most expensive card in Japan for a couple weeks. It was going for $1,000, the Japanese version of it. Uh, Not going for $1,000 anymore, from my understanding, but the American version of Iono from Paldea Evolved, uh, the full art version of her, is going for $86.31. I think she single-handedly sold a lot of Paldea Evolved because people thought that the American version would also go for $1,000. As of today, it is $86. <laughs> Coming in at number five, not a surprise here either, is an Umbreon card. This is the EB Games exclusive, which must be Canada or Australia, because we don't have EB Games in America anymore. <laughs> uh, but is the Umbreon EB Games exclusive from Obsidian Flames, going for $90. If you know nothing about TCG cards, let me tell you two things. Number one... Charizard is always worth the most. Number two, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Umbreon cards always very sought after. I don't know who- For
1: whatever reason. It's a very popular (laughs) Pokemon right up there with Charizard. (laughs) Yeah, but it's never
0: Espeon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's never Espeon. Umbreon is cooler. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's, It's never Espeon.
0: It's never Flareon, Jolteon. It's only- You know, not even Sylveon gets the treatment Umbreon gets.
1: Sometimes it does, but this particular Umbreon card does have that EB Games stamp. So similar to the Pokemon Center stamp on the Squirtle, that makes it particularly sought after.
0: You won't believe the next three coming up here. Starting with the number four, (laughs) we have Charizard from the Charizard Pokemon TCG Classic. So you could spend $400 for the TCG Classic. Remember that came out. Actually, I think right now it's about $300 at Best Buy. You could spend $300 at Best Buy, I guess, to get the TCG Classic. And then your Charizard from that will be worth $109. Although, I still don't think that's a good investment. <laughs> <Like>, nah. <No. laughs> like, maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like if you're buying the TCG Classic, I feel like you're buying it because you're a collector. Not a reseller. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Resellers bought it with the intent to make money. Uh, but I don't think that's, I don't know if that worked out for them since it's pretty easy to find a discount in now. Number Do we th- know
1: how many times we've gotten this Nostalgia Charizard card?
0: Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> at, at least, <laughs> at least at, the same Charizard card.
0: At least every other year at this point. Yeah. Charizard comes around a lot. Yeah, if you if you didn't uh, I sorry I did not describe it, but Hannah did. It is the Charizard that you expect it to be. It is the <laughs> It's the one from 28 years ago. Again. You probably have fill a whole binder of different eras of this specific card. I think they do that in Yu-Gi-Oh!. I think Blue Eyes White Dragon is like constantly reprinted. Yeah. It's the same art. Number three! Is the Charizard from one fifty one? It is like the paper mache Charizard flying over the volcano. It's like paper mache if you look at it. I don't know, poster board. It's like it looks like it's a little like paper that they stacked on other paper.
1: Does it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very stylistic. I can say that.
0: I for sure. I thought my impression of this card was they were going for like a paperish. Like a like a hand a handcrafted charizard, some would say. Greg's trying to form I'm, thoughts. <laughs>
2: I'm trying to get figure out how you got paper mache from this picture. <laughs> um, it's like, like I'm looking like, at it on a different website, big, and it's just
1: it's a like, dry. It's like
0: soft. It's like there's no like lines around it.
1: None of that is what paper mache is. <laughs>
0: That's still art I don't understand what you're saying Well he's going for $115 Okay number three
2: (laughs) I'm still staring at this thing I'm like what in the world Are you talking about paper Do you know what paper mache is (laughs) The longer
0: this goes on I don't think so (laughs) Number two most expensive card of 2023 is another Charizard. We're three for three for Charizards here. This is the Radiant Charizard. Radiant means shiny. Uh this is the Radiant Charizard from the Prize Pack Series Three, which means it has the little play Pokemon stamp on it. Um, which was given out at some play Pokemon tournament. I don't know which one. Prize pack. Series 3 would make it seem that you probably had to come in like top 8 or top 16 at a tournament to receive this card. Because it's a prize for winning normally. (laughs) That's usually what it is. It could be a card that they gave to all competitors at some point for just participating. Although I don't think we've had a tournament big enough this year for that to happen. But I haven't been following that very closely. So it's $130 though for the Charizard lovers out there. And finally, our number one most expensive card of 2023 is Pikachu with the gray felt hat, Scarlet and Violet promo number 85. There he is. The Yay, we did it. The, the bane of everyone's existence. It was existence. all worth destroying a museum for. It was worth breaking Pokemon Center multiple times <laughs> for. A, a real... This a real remembrance of 2023 in a nutshell. Now you I'm might ask, at these prices, you might ask, what did the most expensive card of 2023 come down to? Mr. Gray Felt Hat Pikachu is worth a whopping $146. That's it.
2: Yeah, these prices, these, pri- I'm like, oh, these are cute prices. <laughs> As a person who has to buy magic cards, I'm like, oh.
0: 150 dollars. that's nice it's 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 like not shocking to me at all with these prices i i think some people listening might be shocked to let like what what greg just said like these prices are very cute when when i got into when i got back into the tcg which was early sun and moon because i played for black and white and i played almost all of black and white dropped out at the end of Black 2, White 2 TCG era, and then I skipped all of X and Y. And then I got back in with Sun and Moon. Almost every, sing- every single deck, competitive deck at the time, needed at least two Tapu Lele. And a lot of decks needed three Tapu Lele. And Tapu Lele itself was an $80 card. No matter wh- what how you spun it, you needed two to three, and it was $80 each and then eventually they put Tapu Lele in tins like a year or two later and then you could easily walk into a target get a tin for 15 bucks Tapu Lele was featured on the tin and like th- that that is like a very common thing that happens in the TCG they'll like Pokemon will determine a card is really good and it's kind of expensive and it's preventing people from getting in and then they'll t- they'll tin it uh and make it cheaper so it's more a more accessible game i don't like if you're a collector, you're probably like, oh, but like, hey, they, they want people to play their competitive TCG game. <laughs> and if you need $380 cards, that's not very accessible to some people. <laughs> yeah. When the pandemic happened and Vivid Voltage and all that stuff started selling out, we started doing a video, we started doing video podcasts at the time. And I remember. Like, Will was on the show, Greg, we were talking about how, like, this is not sustainable, and this was going to crash. We were also talking about how, like, PSA is just people making up numbers. And this (laughs) this, this has been proven time and time again. And so we got two comments a lot on all our YouTube videos. One was, we don't know what we're talking about in regards to PSA, which you're wrong you're You're wrong (laughs) literally just search psa and tiktok and you will find videos of people getting a card back from psa cracking it open resending it to psa for a different score like you can find it over and over and over again do you know why and over and like yes they have machines that like line things up but at the end of the day it's still a guy standing there and if his girlfriend broke up with him the day before he's gonna be like you know what, Mr. Sending Me 8 Charizards? None of them are going to be 10s. I'm just going to 9 them all. Because, like, at the end of the day, it's still a human grading it. And we, uh, we've seen this time and time again of, like, I sent this to PSA six times. And the sixth time, they finally gave it a 10. Like, that's all they want. There's such a huge difference in prices between a 9, a PSA 9, and a PSA 10. And so it's worth it for them to spend the $30 to crack it open and send it back in over and over again to get that PSA 10. So, haha! I don't, what, what do you want? Like PSA is not <laughs> perfect. Gotcha. It's fine. The number. The other thing we got all the time was like, the market's not going to crash. How? Like, how <laughs> if your most expensive <laughs> card of the year is hundred and forty-six dollars, <laughs> it was. It was a literally a five hundred dollar card for like three hours before it dropped to three hundred, and then like three hours later it dropped to like two hundred. Like, <laughs> And, and the, the reason is not specifically because of, like, Pokemon itself. Like, I don't think, like, Scarlet and Violet cards are suddenly bad or, 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 like, not fun to collect anymore. It's just when you have the entire world inside their houses because of a global pandemic, and they can't go to bars, and they can't go to baseball games, and they can't go to concerts, and they can't travel to Florida or Japan or Disney or stuff – they have extra money. Mhm. And they're like, I don't know what to do. Let's order some Pokémon cards and open them. Let's start collecting something. Let's get into a new hobby, which is great. Let's make sourdough bread. Yeah, like it, like so many people started forming hobbies. Like my my personal all-time high on Twitch was at the start of the pandemic. Did I suddenly become more entertaining? No, it's just people were at home and they were like, I need to put something on the TV. Uh, Steve's running in circles, catching shiny Pokemon. Let's do that. Like, people needed new hobbies. And you know what happened? Exactly what Greg, Will, and I said. As soon as people were able to go to California, go to Brazil, go to Japan, go to the baseball game, go see some basketball, football, the bar, they stopped buying and collecting Pokemon cards. Which... Hey, I want to go out. I I, I don't. Could I spend $100 on a booster box or could I spend $100 for a weekend in Door County? Like people made choice. I don't know if you want to go to Door County, but people made choices. (laughs) That's a call. Oh, boy. (laughs) Greg's like, I'll take the Pokemon cards.
2: (laughs) I will take having spent an unfortunate amount of time in Door County. With nothing to do Because there's a giant lake But your father-in-law is motion sick So he can never go on a boat So all you can do is stare at a lake from a distance Or go antiquing For the four millionth time To look at the same antiques That were there last year Because nobody's buying them
0: <laughs> get, get <laughs> I the brought market. bikes
2: one weekend And I took the bike and disappeared And I got a message from my husband That just said I hate you so much right now. (laughs) And I said, I'm not telling you where I am. I'll be back in a couple
0: hours. (laughs) (laughs) Not not a lot of heavy hitters on this list, but. Hey, if you're in the market for gray felt hat Pikachu, it's under $150 now. It's $150 now. Hey, you know what the number one
2: card for magic was this year? It's the easiest guess. (laughs) Uh,
0: Black Lotus. The One Ring. Oh, oh the one ring. ring yeah 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 i thought they were two million dollars yep <laughs> that's a lot of gray felt hat pikachus
2: yeah it is <laughs> actually the one that shocked me is the 30th anniversary which is the dumbest thing they've ever done one card in there is forty-one thousand dollars,
0: and it's not legal to use well, I mean, this $109 Charizard's technically not a legal card to use. <laughs> you, can't, you can't actually use it. Not that anyone's 41, really using Charizard. $41,000. Is that, is, that, is that ungraded? What's the PSA 10? What's the PSA 9? Yeah, no, it's ungraded.
2: It is just, <laughs> it's in the 30, it was the 30th anniversary Nightmare pack. You can't use it in any format. Legally. You can use it with your friends, but you can't use it anywhere else. Uh another card from that set is $20,000.
0: For the record, I have nothing against PSA or or Beckett or the 900 other grading companies that popped up during the pandemic. I'm I'm not into like super graded cards, but I think I think the only way I think if i was to get like start collecting grading i would be like i want every cramorant card graded like it would be a very specific thing it wouldn't be like mm-hmm. i want every graded card for the sake of getting great like graded it would be like uh like i have the japanese cramorant card promo from like their post office thing that they did that's a weird sentence of, like, if like if no one's following <laughs> cards they're like what did you just say a, a japanese cramorant promo card that was given out during the a post office offer in Japan. It was part of their stamp collection.
1: And that's the really beautiful one that looks like traditional art style, right?
0: Yes. So I have two of those. And I don't know if my eyes are good enough to be like, hmm, this one is maybe a PSA 10. But I would like to get that graded, not with the like intent of like, oh, if it's PSA 10, I can resell it. I would like to get it graded because like now it is at least protected I'm sure I'm sure I could get like a hard case or whatever, but you know how like, like they airtight it and they like like it's yeah. mostly the protection aspect of like I don't care if it's like an an eight or a nine or a ten, it's like, okay, now it's like permanently safe, I guess. For however much PSA charges, I think it's like thirty bucks or something a card. I don't know. I don't know if they still have like a six month wait. I don't think so anymore. I think they've they're pretty caught up. I don't up. think so. I think it's gone back to normal. Yeah. Okay so uh let's take a break when we get back we'll just quickly go over the top 10 most searched for cards in japan which is very different than this list of top 10 expensive cards and then uh, we have a couple more news things and then we'll wrap up for the week so we will be right back this podcast is brought to you by mint mobile after years of fine print contracts and
2: getting ripped off by big wireless providers if we've learned anything it's that there's always a catch And when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? The catch! But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you.
0: Look, if you hate your current phone bill... Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for 15 bucks a month. Maybe you don't hate your current phone, but you want another phone. Maybe you want to be that person with two phones like me. (laughs) And then people think you're just playing twice the amount of Pokemon Go. I'm not playing twice the amount of Pokemon Go, but you could be that person playing twice the amount of Pokemon Go for just 15 bucks a month because you have two phones. But maybe you just want one phone. I can tell you by using Mint Mobile in Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Seattle, Boston, it works. I get, It says a little 5G in the corner, I get the speeds, I log in, Pokemon Go working. You get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and your, the plan shipped to your door for free. You can go to mintmobile.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t, that is mintmobile.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. C A S T, and you can cut your wireless bill down to fifteen bucks a month. This podcast is brought to you by Every Plate. Get more bang for your bite with America's best value meal kit. Every Plate is twenty five percent cheaper than grocery shopping. No hidden fees, so you can count on a great value week after week. Plus, you only pay for what you need with pre portioned ingredients. Free portion ingredients are shipped right to your door so you can spend less time meal prepping and more time playing Pokemon. Doing those EV raids. Have you been to a restaurant lately? They're expensive. Every Plate's meals are 50% cheaper than your average fast casual meal. So you can save money. You can get spicy chicken. You can get hamburgers. You can get tacos. You can get macaroni and cheese. One of my favorites from Everyplate. You get a whole tub of every plate. You can click that little check mark add on that tub of every plate. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it. But I put a little pepper on my macaroni. I don't know if you guys do, I do. With 26 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week, you are bound to find something you love. So get started with every plate. Get $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49 super effective. Once again, that is everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code 49 super effective and get started with every plate. And we are back from our break. All right, let's uh, go over the top 10 most searched for cards in Japan. This is specifically off PokemonCard.com, which is the actual japanese official pokemon tcg website pokemon-card.com they did top 50 uh, but we'll just do the top 10 uh, number 10 is squawkabilly ex i i think i think a few decks run Squawkability because Squawk-A-Billy, Squawk-A-Billy, Squawk-A-Billy because of <laughs> its ability <laughs> Squawkability.
2: <laughs> It's squawkability. It's like Wessonality, but for the n- modern age.
0: And then we have uh Garatina V-Star. Oh, this is like weird because they, they come from different sets. So like uh, squawkability comes from Snow Hazard, which I don't know what set that got moved into in the United States. Um, Garretina V-Star, uh, which is a, a Garretina card that was used in Lost Zone decks. And then we have number eight is Curlia. Just, just, just a curly. <laughs> It'll make more sense when we go up the list. <laughs> number seven is Sableye, which is another lost zone card. The art of that one is so good. Uh, and then number six is Spirit Tomb, uh, which I believe some people are playing in their deck. Usually one Spirit Tomb because of its ability. Uh, then number five is Chen Pao EX. Uh, which has also its ability, I think, I, don't know, I can't remember what people were pairing with Chen Pao. Um, well, I think they're pairing Greninja, because they're both water Pokemon in this game, so uh, that would be Radiant Greninja, is number four. And then the top three shouldn't surprise anyone, but number three is going to be Mew EX, which can copy other people's moves and do it. That's usually the gimmick with Mew. Uh, and then number two is Maridon EX, which one of the most popular decks is Maridon, Maridon decks. And then number one is Gardevoir EX, which again, another deck. These were the most searched for cards in Japan in 2023. Notice how they're all competitive <laughs> there's a charizard charizard did make it in the list at number 20 it was the 151 uh promo charizard at number 20 but yeah just uh just look if you're it, it's very easy in japan if you want to play the tcg they they it's very easy <laughs> you can jump on a bus or a train. They'll probably <laughs> walk down the street because there's probably a tournament or a local league in America. You might not have that luxury. You might Mm-mm. might might be like a forty-five minute car ride to get to your nearest tournament. I don't know what this curly does. I don't have the English version of it, but in front of me, but we'll switch over to some Pokemon Scarlet and Violet news. Some not really breaking news, just you know, some some <laughs> Here's Some none.
1: Pokemon Scarlet and Violet bugs. Yeah. Or are they
0: oversights? Are they bugs <laughs> or are they oversights? We won't know. Or are they features? Okay, so there's a known... They, the Pokemon company is calling it a bug for the record. Known bug. When a Pokemon under the effect of Dragon Cheer is switched out in battle and then re-enters, the, its attack stats will still have the heightened chance of landing a critical hit. This intended behavior for Dragon Cheer's effects to be removed. The intended behavior is for Dragon Cheer's effects to be removed when a Pokemon switches out of battle. We plan to fix this issue in 3.0.1, which will be released mid January 2024 or later. Um, Dragon Cheer will be usable in. uh, Dragon Cheer. If you're doing ranked battles right now. You can still use Dragon Cheer. There's nothing preventing you from doing that. And if you want to cheese the ladder, by all means, you have probably a week or so to do that. (laughs) Technically, it is usable regardless, but uh, they did come out and say that at the upcoming regionals, Dragon Cheer will be banned. Uh, But apparently, (laughs) because the Blueberry Prologue, which we talked about last week, is taking place next week and because they are not banning it on Rank Ladder, because I don't know how they would without pushing an update which they already said they're not doing until 3.0.1 is ready for the Blueberry Prologue, not to be confused with the epilogue <laughs> you can use Dragon Cheer so uh <laughs> I don't know <laughs>
1: They acknowledge that it's there, they acknowledge that it's a problem, and they can't or slash aren't doing anything about it yet.
0: Why don't they just delay the blueberry prologue? just push it back a week or two? like I don't think this is like the end of the world cause not a lot of Pokemon can learn dragon cheer. it's still annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I could understand if this was an oversight. I I would let it slide, but since they're clarifying it as a bug, un unacceptable. Honestly, how dare they? How what dare. what else is supposed to be fixed with three point zero point one? The TM for uh metal metal sound, I think. Metal yeah, mm-hmm. me, whatever. The one that Scarlet had, doesn't get. Scarlet, yeah. Um. Metal Sound, Dragon Shear, and what was the last one? Oh, Inke!
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got a free Inky. Gotta make it so Inke isn't breaking people's games.
0: Man, what a treat. You know, I think I will take these issues over just playing like Harkold, Soul Silver, or Diamond and Pearl. I watched somebody knock out a level 100 Pokemon. It was like three to five business days before that Pokemon got like knocked out fully. It was just, <laughs> I thought I was watching paint dry. I was like, this yeah, is a it's, nightmare. It's a slow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will also say the Inke issue is a lot less stressful than the who knows why people's games were getting bricked issue early on in this game's yep. existence. Oh. I sure like knowing that the issue is with an underleveled ink <laughs> and actually knowing what I can do to avoid it instead of just, maybe it has to do with Pokemon Go. Maybe.
0: Maybe it's Vivian. Maybe it's Gimme Ghoul. Maybe it's updating. I think <laughs> well, some people thought it was like purchasing the DLC. Uh, so there's your uh, tune, tune in next week where we talk about what else is broken with Scarlet and Violet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the whole epilogue. We'll, we'll see. We're not talking oh, boy. about it next week.
0: Uh, I think it, it's, it's been long enough. Our, our like two podcasts rule here. We said Pokemon Concierge came out. You should watch it. I think both of you watched it. I finally watched it. You, you all overhyped it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's, here's how how, <laughs> how dare you. Here's how I would review it. If somebody didn't have Netflix and was like, "Should I get Pokémon Concierge? Should I spend the $22 for Netflix premium or whatever it is?" I would say no, it's not worth $22. If it was on Netflix or if oh, sorry, if it was on YouTube for free, I would say, "Yeah, you should watch it cuz you're it's like an hour and it's cute."
1: I just Have you watched Tsui and Snow yet?
0: No. But I, okay. I may. But if it's better, it might be better than concierge.
1: I think it is. I thought concierge was enjoyable, but it wasn't amazing. It was very cute. Yeah, it and was sweet cute. and fun. I think that here's and the I best. And I wanted to live there.
0: Here's the best part uh, about he, concierge: the the magic carp that couldn't swim. He was by yeah. far the best part <laughs> of that whole series. All of it was great.
1: All of it was good. All of it was really good. All of the sounds, all of the music, all of the little sounds that the Pokemon made, like when the Psyduck was just bouncing along in the in the scooter mm-hmm. that they were riding in, all of it was fantastic and adorable. But also, it was they're just.
0: Nah, I didn't like I the Scooby Doo Shaggy guy. I just didn't vibe with him, vibe with him at all. <laughs> he gave me big. He gave me big Shaggy energy. You don't think so? <laughs> He's like, yeah, no. tubular man. <laughs> no, here's the thing: what they did
2: with textures alone in that series is amazing. Oh no, it's gorgeous. Yes. It's very, it it's is very gorgeous. pretty. Like from a pure art of what they made in there with all the texture stuff, it ha- ha- puts a lot of things to shame. The amount of care and detail work that they put in there, the ca- the amount of attention they paid to each Pokemon and the texture of what that Pokemon should look like and how it reflects in the world. It's brilliant. Is it a very simple story? Absolutely. But it's, that isn't, that isn't, I don't feel like that's the point. The point is to exist in an incredibly beautiful, relaxing world where you are trying to just be like the main character is and let go of a lot of the other things. And on that level, it is incredibly successful.
1: Yes, art-wise, especially it's a fantastic piece of work. Story-wise, it's not going to blow you away, and I was a little worried about the Pikachu in that last episode, but but it's still just the
2: right amount of stress. (laughs)
1: Uh, I just like it wasn't stress. It's just that's not how I would have dealt with. I'm an introvert. That's not how I would try to get another introvert to feel better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Introverted Pikachu. I just think of like. Path of the Peak, which I did watch, right? Path mm-hmm. of the Peak, His Sui and Snow, Paldean Winds, Concierge. I will probably name like eighteen other YouTube four episode things. They love four episodes. That's like they're they're crazy. That's why I haven't watched His Sui and Snow. Only three, not four. <laughs> um, I just think of all these shows, right? And Netflix decided Concierge was the only one they wanted to pay for or whatever right there's a brand deal that was struck that's why concierge is behind the paywall and Netflix's whole business model is not to like keep a show running for eight, eight seasons because they know that doesn't work what works is a new show with a new season to get you to sign up that's why that's Net- not
1: the reason they don't run new shows it's because once you go th- past three seasons they have to pay people more I believe yep
0: but- yep 100% yeah, but also if like if I'm saying like season five of something is coming out, that's not as exciting to say a brand new show and a brand new season is coming out.
1: Depends on how much hype the series generates. Yeah, always I mean viewers.
2: Like it, we 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 can point to the parts that break that rule, which is like Stranger Things, which is going on season five, and people are chomping at the bit for it to get done. It 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 really depends on how much they invest into that series and what's going on like i don't know that's universal it is true that netflix does not like paying more money for things so even shows and series that are incredibly popular that has an incredibly strong fan base will get canceled because they don't want to pay more money and it's less to do with hype it's also harder To sell new ideas that aren't based on something that exists, right? So like One Piece live action was a huge seller because everybody knows what One Piece is and it's promised to be a lot shorter than One Piece. So, and it was so successful that they're redoing the anime. They're coming out with One Piece again in anime form. Netflix just has a Netflix has a really bad model where where their biggest driver is how much do they have to pay people? And the reality is, is you particularly for animated, you have to pay voice actors less money than you do. Actors who are on screen. So anything where they can keep getting layers away from having real people on screen is always going to be cheaper for them.
1: I believe someone in Slack pointed out that there was also the studio that did the animation was the same studio that did the Ridakuma animation on Netflix so that was already a studio that mm-hmm. worked and made a Netflix show so that's probably another reason why Concierge is on there instead of being on YouTube for free
0: if, if you're on the fence of like I want to watch Concierge and I don't have Netflix I, I, I don't think it's worth $22
1: I think if it seems like it's your kind of show then you're probably right if you're a little unsure about it, then maybe it's not worth $22 for a month of Netflix. But if it seems like the kind of show you would enjoy, if you just want a chill, pokemon piece of artwork to watch for an hour, it is really good in those aspects.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean like I, some, to, somebody To be to be fair, nothing is worth the $22 <laughs> that you're paying a month for Netflix. I don't think that's <laughs> like, true. There's...
0: There's no one thing
2: that I, I think can One look Piece at. is a
0: million percent worth $22. Like, if you just got Netflix for a single month just to watch One Piece, like, I think that is worth, like, what, what is a movie at a movie theater? Like, $15 for 90 minutes or two hours? One Piece is eight hours. Like, it's a, like, One Piece was 100% worth $22. I would even, like, I'm not even a big Stranger Things fan, but like, if you've never watched Stranger Things to watch the first four seasons for $22, like, that's worth it. I don't know, Stranger Things kind of started falling apart for me, but it's like that sunk cost fallacy of, like, there's supposed to be one season left, so might as well finish yeah. it. <laughs> I think the Scott Pilgrim thing is worth $22, but I'm also a Scott Pilgrim
2: fan, so. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Scott Pilgrim fan. I don't know that it's worth $22, but, like, all of those things together, Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are worth twenty dollars. But like, I, I talked about this last week, where my my strategy is buy it for a month, watch everything, <laughs> and then cancel. <laughs> because I think I, I I like going back to like the new signups. Like there's there's plenty of articles that talk about how Netflix prioritizes new signups. They don't care about reoccurring seasons. They only care about getting new people to sign up and mm-hmm. and announcing new shows like One Piece or Scott Pilgrim or whatever is way more successful than being like we're on season 19 of this show. Um even though like there might be like this rabid fan base for season 19 of whatever. You get somebody to sign up and then they f- they forget to cancel or they have auto renew on and all of a sudden they're, you're just making money and then you get them in the the instance of like well I'm scared to cancel because if I try to re sign up in 2 months you're going to raise the prices on me and I'm like locked in for at least whatever weird grace period they give which is only like 3 months normally of like we'll keep your price for 3 months before we increase it i guess also somebody's going to be like well you could do the ad adver- yeah i guess technically you could do like the ad version for cheaper than 22 but 22 mm-hmm. is like the standard like 4k whatever do not even think i think like the 799 isn't even hd i think it's like 480p <laughs> or something
1: They'll get to watch the things, and I'm sure they'll bring ads to the 4K one eventually.
0: Here's the, You oh, don't eventually. want to watch Pokemon Concierge in 480p. You would be doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I thought it was okay, though. Uh, last bit of news here is uh, the Pokemon Go stuff. We'll start with the Fendi, uh, which is Fendi... Fragment and Pokemon have teamed up together to release a Dragon Knight collection. You don't know what Fendi is? They're a designer brand like Gucci or Prada or Balenciaga. None of the for the record, none of these companies are good. Uh, Just because we're reporting on Fendi does not mean we support Fendi or Balenciaga or any of these. Or just reporting the news here
1: (laughs) or Netflix or (laughs) (laughs)
0: not also not a great company um so fragment they do their own thing fendi does their own thing pokemon does their own thing the news out of this is they came together and there is a free dragonite hoodie in pokemon go that you can get it does say fendi on it so if you want to wear that you know be your own person Uh, But there is also, like, a hat that you can get. But you only get the hat by going to a Fendi location. There are some standalone stores. I think there's one in New York. I think there's one in Chicago. And then they're also, like, part of Saks Avenue. So I believe those should count. From what Pokemon Go's website said, that should be available for about a full year. So there shouldn't be a rush if you're looking for the hat. Um, Now, if you're actually looking to buy things with money... To put on your IRL person, yourself, the hoodie you get in game is free. The hoodie in real life, (laughs) $1,200. dollars—a Bargain. (laughs) That cute Tratini purse you're seeing everywhere, $2,550. You want a bracelet with a Pokeball that opens up and has the fragment logo? 520 dollars
1: they're really and giving tiffany the actual tiffany... cute dratini purse is almost three thousand dollars because there there's a dratini and dragonite purses that actually are some of the best pokemon merch i think that they have released in a collaboration in some time these actually look cool it's not just pokemon slapped on a mm-hmm. thing the purses actually look like the pokemon Two thousand nine hundred fifty dollars which I, i'm not surprised by
0: <laughs> it's a bargain <laughs> If you're going to ask the question who is buying this? Not you. <laughs> Rich people they they're not buying like $20 t-shirts at Target. Well, maybe some of them are. Uh $850 t-shirt is is nothing to somebody worth millions of dollars. This is this is just A a walk in the park for them to be like, oh, a $2,390 soft trunk brown fabric Dragonite purse, I'll take two. It's it's not for us. (laughs) But I mean, you could save up. If you've never heard of Fendi, now you have. So, mission accomplished. You now know what Fendi is. I will say, like, we've covered a lot of designer brands in, like, the last two years or whatever. The last one we covered was APC, which not as luxury, still luxury, but not as luxury Mm -hmm, as Fendi. Not as. Uh, This is a way better collaboration. Also a way more expensive collaboration, but way better. Um, Tiffany and company, probably on the same par, but that was mostly just necklaces and bracelet this is hoodie hat um credit card holder purse lots of purses uh actually but so anyways i guess the news here is get your free dragonite hoodie you have like a year to do so if you are in a location of a fendi store one i don't know if they'll let you in cuz a lot of these designer stores now are appointment only but if you get close yeah. enough there should be a pokestop <laughs>
1: location based you don't have to actually go inside though it does look like there are only seven locations in the united states for this
0: do you have the list
1: i do uh two of them are in new york one of them is in beverly hills one of them is in miami then costa mesa south coast plaza don't know where that's located would have to click on it las vegas and houston oh okay and the South Coast Plaza one is in Costa Mesa, California. So a lot of New York, a lot of California.
0: Hmm. It's almost where like the rich people live. Interesting.
1: Almost. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Interesting.
0: Think. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, okay. So, yes. So that is live. Um, the uh, promo code is available until January 4th, 2025. So we're good there. Um, So we we had a segment last week about Pokemon Go that I I ended up cutting because the I wanted the show to be the show was already running long, decided to cut it uh, mostly because this news came out and I thought that this was I didn't want to have the same conversation twice, especially now that we have like the top 10 moments of 2023. So like what happened in Pokemon Go in 2023? Hannah asked a really good question last week that I haven't been that I've been thinking about the entire time. So what we ended up cutting was Hannah saying, it wasn't bad, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah said, what is bringing you back to Pokemon Go that isn't, like, events and that isn't new Pokemon? And I had to think about it. And for me, I I, I thought about it, obviously. For me, it's a couple things. Number one, it's, like, let's say I don't go to any Pokemon Go event and let's say they don't release any new Pokemon, even though to me, like, new Pokemon don't really drive me because, like... Sototl was the newest one, and I was like, oh, who cares, Sattal? I'll care when it they bring it as shiny. <laughs> then I'll care. Um, but here's the three things that bring me back to Pokemon Go, regardless of what Niantic does, or whatever. Number one is getting to level 50. I'm almost there. I'm level 49. I need to, like, do 500 more excellence. I need to do the Go Battle League stuff, which I'm actually, like, I'm. I've been... Anytime I see like a team on Twitter, I've been hitting the little save button to be like, oh, I could probably build this team. So I have to do Go Battle League, and I have to get to level 50. That's my goal for this year. Number two is to continue my lucky decks. I really, really like lucky Pokemon, and I think the thing I mentioned last week with Hannah was like, oh, like I'm really excited for like a lucky event if they do that because I've been trying to do my lucky decks. And number three is uh, my shiny decks. I need one more Pokemon in Kanto, which is Goldeen. Uh, I still don't have a Goldine. And then I have all 151 Kanto Pokemon. I need four more Pokemon for Johto. They're all baby Pokemon. Like Clefa and
1: They've got you trapped with the incubators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And, and then I need like uh I need like four or five Pokemon for Hoenn. I really haven't looked past that. I'll evaluate Sinnoh once Sinnoh tour comes, but like for me it's it's just like creating my own goals, and I know that those three things alone I probably won't get done this year. Well, I think level fifty will happen, but like I don't know i like i i I like the big and small a lot as well, so like trading for big and small shinies or trying to get a big or small shiny like is is really compelling to me when an event comes out and I like showcases a lot, and I think showcases are pretty underrated and When it's nice out, it's very cold right now, (laughs) but when it's nice out and I'm playing Pokemon Go active and like the showcase is like, I don't know, like Miltank or something like I am now like I need to catch every Miltank as possible this weekend because I want to try to win that showcase. And, you know, that's maybe not appealing to everyone. But for me, like I absolutely love showcases and I I hope that Niantic makes those slightly better because I think right now showcase only is like the biggest. It would be nice to see like the smallest or the, the heaviest. I don't think they've done that yet. I think they've talked about doing that or they were supposed to do the smallest, but then it broke. So they went back to the heaviest.
1: That's very possible. I think they might have done that. And actually, that last thing you mentioned gets close to the actual question I asked, which is not what, do you, what brings you back to Pokemon Go, regardless of what Niantic is doing. My question was, what is Niantic doing that is bringing you back to Pokemon Go? other than in-person events, than mm-hmm. the live, ticketed, location-based events. What are the things that Niantic is doing that brings you back to Pokemon Go? What are the things that Niantic is doing that are making people excited about the game? Because having our own goals and being able to aim for whatever we want is one of the great things about most Pokemon games. That's, their just, that's one of the things that makes it a Pokemon game, in my opinion. But what... Niantic is doing is kind of the way, or it's the thing that's keeping the game alive for a lot of people. What is Niantic doing to bring people back? I know that, Greg, you always talk about Final Fantasy and how that's one of those games that if there's not something you're excited at about, you can go off, play other things, and then they will do something exciting to bring you back. What yep. is Niantic doing that is exciting? To bring people back, that isn't live in person events and showcases. It sounds like Steve yeah. is one for you.
0: Well, let's b- before we talk about twenty twenty four, let's go over the top ten moments of twenty twenty three. This is off Pokemon as chosen com. by Niantic. <laughs> no, this is actually on Pokemon's website. So
1: probably because Niantic uh, laid off the person who would have written this on their blog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jeez, get wrecked. That's okay. true. So, uh, top 10 moments. They're starting off with Hello, Hoenn. Uh, That was the Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn that ran from February 25th to 26th. The Ruby and Sapphire badges for Ruby and Sapphire. Um, So, Hoenn Tour. Uh, I don't think Sinnoh Tour will be as exciting as Hoenn Tour. Mostly, we've talked about this because Sinnoh relies a lot on Gen 1 nostalgia. And Hoenn tried to... Hoenn just introduced more Pokemon, right? Hoenn just had, like, 132 Pokemon. Sinnoh only had, like, 80 new Pokemon or something like that. Primals was on their top 10. Uh, so Mega Evolution has been in Pokemon Go since 2020, which is actually crazy. Uh, but 2023 focused on Hoenn. You got Primal Groudon. You got Primal Kyogre. They, I don't think they mentioned it here, but technically, I guess you got Mega Rayquaza. Um, which is another mega but they're all the same it's all it's all the it's all the same thing you can, i mean yeah you can change the word but <laughs> it's, it's all the same thing uh shadow pokemon are incredibly popular in may uh they took the raid boss uh approach with shadow raid pokemon bringing back mewtwo as one of the shadow raid bosses these were one, three, five star shadow raids can only be challenged in person because shadow Pokemon are so strong. Trainers will receive new tools to subdue them. Purified gems, which is a new mechanic. Uh, and then I have my own problem with shadow raids that isn't in person, but we can circle back uh, when we get here. Uh, Paldean Partners. Uh, it's thrilling when uh, new Pokemon from a new region make their Pokemon Go debut, from Gimme Ghoul in February to the first Paldean Partners, partners Sprigatito, Fuecoco, Quaxley, debuting in September. Uh, oodles of adorable new faces in Pokemon Go this year. Uh, and then they mentioned Lechonk. If you forgot, they released the Master Ball this year, which was a long time in the making. <laughs> Even though it's... They put a Master Ball on a Christmas tree, like what, like six years ago? And people were like, Master Ball's coming. <laughs> uh, four Pokeballs, Classic Red, Great Ball, Ultra Ball, Premier Ball. In May, uh, the Master Ball became available for completing your Let's Go special research for Season 10. Uh, second Master Ball was available... Also, and it says they're saying this, hopefully, a third opportunity to add a Master Ball isn't far off. This, this is off Pokemon.com. We're going to trust them more than Niantic. So. <laughs> uh, Journey is the destination. They announced Roots, which came out in July. Uh, and during Roots, you, if you're lucky trainers, you can find Zygarde cells sell, uh, by traveling Roots. Uh, they talked about the world championship of uh, a team consisting of Alolan, Sandslash, out Lantern, Shatter, Swamperp, Sableye, and Medicham uh, was the winning team here. And then they talk about how Hawaii is coming up for the next world championships. Again, this is their list of top 10 moments in Pokemon Go. They're mentioning the Halloween event. Uh the annual Halloween event is always buckets of treats, no exception. grieve graveyard made their debut, which is crazy we still don't have Mimikyu yet. Um they they have the emergency Mimikyu button when Pokemon Go starts failing. Hit the Mimikyu button. <laughs> uh they talk about the orange pokestops stops, pumpkins on the ground, and then Number nine is going to be party play that launched on October sixteenth, where you can form up in a group: nice great throws, spinning stops, earning party rewards, the party power, and then finally, they talk about how uh the game introduced seasons. There was five seasons in twenty twenty three a year kicked off with season nine of Mythical Wishes, and then season ten, Rising Heroes, which was. Renamed by the community as Rising Prices, then following Hidden Gems, and then after that was Adventures Abound, and then we are in the current season of Timeless Travels. So that is the 10 things Pokemon.com said for 2023, which is a lot. Uh,
1: Half of them aren't new, though. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm trying to get the exact number, but primals are, are are megas, basically. They're slightly different, but they're basically megas. Yeah, totally. World Champion is not a new thing. The Halloween event has been a yearly thing every single year, and seasons are also a regular thing at this point. And even the Hoenn Tour, that technically was a new event, but that's a yearly thing. So half of these aren't new. Were they maybe exciting parts of 2023? Yeah. But they're not new.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like we should have a... I feel like going through seven years of Pokemon Go would be very interesting and would take way too much time on this podcast. But, like, I'm trying to even remember when Roots got... Or not Roots. Um, what's that thing? That, Adventure Incense. <laughs> Recently. Recently. Oh, Roots? <laughs> Crazy. Adventure Roots. Incense, <laughs> I think, was was very exciting as well. The the The, the pandemic has thrown my time off of, like, what, when did what come out? At what point? Um, yeah,
1: time's gotten weird.
0: I don't, I'm curious if, like, because I, I do think there's a lot here, right? Like, the party play and roots alone are two big features that for some people fell really flat. I think for a lot of people fell really flat, but are totally like new features, right? Like, even mm-hmm. the Master Ball, it's like, the Master Ball has the same problem in Go that it does in the main series games is you're like scared to use it and you just never use it. You're just like, I don't know what to use it on. So you just never use it. Like I, I, I could probably open up my copy of Pokemon Black from 12 years ago and I guarantee you I still have the Master Ball in it. It's like, what what was I going to mm-hmm. use it on? And that's how I feel right now in Go is like, I don't know what to use it on. Like somebody could be like, oh, the Glaring Birds. And it's like, Okay. But like,
1: it's not as satisfying to catch them for me if I would use a master ball on them. I want to get that tiny, tiny, tiny chance. <laughs> yeah, but
0: even with the glaring birds, like they're going to put them in raids eventually. <laughs> yeah, it,
2: right. Like their pattern, their patterns lend to just wait. Yeah, you'll just get wait it, in it out
1: easier way. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> like, like yeah, I could master ball the uh, the next Zapdos I see, but I still don't have Articuno and Moltres. And it's like, what if I just wait till they put them in raids? What 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 happens when they become shiny? Like, that's what I'm waiting on. <laughs> like, I, I already have them in other games. So, like, there there is, like, that kind... It's not a problem, but it's, like, you don't get anything for completing something. Like, I'm not going to... Once I get my shiny goldene, the only thing I'm going to get is, like, me screenshotting, I did it, and then, like, putting it on Twitter and getting, <laughs> like, fake internet points. But, like, I'll feel good about it. Yep. Like, like if Zapdos was my favorite Pokemon and Final Fantasy was my favorite series, yeah, I would probably Master Ball the, the Galarian Zapdos because it looks like a chocobo. Like that's cool, but like I think the Master Ball is cool. I'm glad the Master Ball is there. I'm glad that the Master Ball mission was like somewhat long and I wouldn't say challenging. It's just like long and but like I, I liked all of that. It's just like. Like, I understand that some people like very excited for the Master Ball. They probably used their Master Ball. They were satisfied with their Master Ball.
1: Yeah, and I guess going through this list, and in case people haven't been around for as long as I've been on this show, I love Pokemon Go. I would list Pokemon Go as one of my favorite Pokemon games. I'm being very critical of it because I'm a little bit worried about where it's at at this point in time. So,
0: they got the just going... Button.
1: They don't know how to put Mimikyu in PvP. I'm convinced it would just break their whole meta. Um, <laughs> yep. But going through this list, what would be really nice is if they had done really good in-game events that had actually made people so excited and so happy that they would want to put those on this list, other than just the yearly Halloween one and the yearly I mean, the it is their best event, though, right? One. The Halloween one, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But they just announced a big fairy type one that I think people are going to be happy with, and that dragon and fairy one that happened in twenty twenty two. I think people last were year. really happy and excited no, that, about.
0: No, I I was actually going to bring up that I think this year's fairy event is bad. Like Shiny Cutie Fly is coming.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: <laughs> but I think it's I think it's I think it's bad because last year's fairy dragon event
1: was, it was two so. Years ago. It was two years ago. I it, think it was twenty twenty two. It was so good. <laughs> It was it was one. It was really good. It was
0: one of the best events they did. So I do think okay. So going back to your question, actually, I'm surprised that showcases isn't on this list because I I I think out of all the things they introduced, party play, roots, master ball, we're not counting megas. um, (laughs) Showcases are legitimately, in my opinion, cool. Like I love them. I kind of wish there was. I think showcases rewards like the person living in the middle of nowhere, because mm-hmm. if you if if you have like a town of like twenty thousand people and you have like one gym and like four Poké Stops and one's a showcase, you're probably always going to like win that. And the rewards, like, I don't think this is talked about. The rewards for winning a showcase are awesome. Like, you get star pieces, lucky eggs, you can get incubators. Like, if you come in like top three, like they're le- legitimately good for doing nothing. Well.
1: No, they they are good. They are good. I'm shaking my head because I live in the middle of a city and also somehow nowhere near a single showcase, so I've never won a showcase. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you can go to the Mall of America and hope you get there
0: within the first three seconds. Oh, of my the gosh. Yeah. If you want to talk about like <laughs> like the Mall of America privilege, if if it's a community day and the showcase opens at like 2 p.m., well, I mean, like, Greg, you're probably going to go tomorrow. like if you do not enter a pokemon within the first 10 minutes at mall america it's full for the rest of the day it's full. it's done like you have you missed it you have to be there right at two and you have to be standing on it ready to drop your pokemon um yep which is like crazy like i i go to the mall america like once a week to play go because i i legitimately like pokemon go right and it's where else am i going to go in 20 degree weather right I'm going to go to Mall America, I'm going to walk in a circle, I'm going to maybe get a boba tea, and then I'm going to go home after, like, an hour. And even on Tuesdays, I'll get there, or, or Wednesdays, depending if I'm doing Spotlight Hour or Raid Hour, and it's like, oh, a showcase! It's full. Of course, it's full. full. It's full. It's full.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, I, yeah, I, I like showcases. I wish there was... I think my only thing for showcases, I wish there was more variety. I wish there was, like, tiny big, heavy, lightest, not tallest. I'm not sure what else they could do. But um and and then there's the problem with showcases where they're just like not working where you're like yep. Oh, it's Rowlet Community Day, but th- th- they're saying Squirtle is the showcase Pokemon for whatever reason, and you're like, I can't even catch a Squirtle, so like that doesn't yeah. make they had it. A like,
1: problem the- with forms. They had a problem with forms. They tried to make showcases where oh. you could enter Pokemon that had different forms, and it didn't work. So yeah, they had it to was switch Wooper,
0: because Wooper's yeah. showcase was Squirtle.
1: <laughs> I was like, I so. I can't even <laughs> catch a
0: Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that wasn't even the only time that they had a problem with it. They just couldn't get it to work.
0: Um and, and
1: it was broken from the start. That's another thing about these new features. Almost all of them, with the exception of Party Play, which was also broken but less, um, have been very broken when they've launched. Uh the the Shadow
0: Raid stuff I think is cool. Like the, the Mewtwo was like the Shadow Raids, like a lot of raid stuff is so dictated by like just the popularity of the Pokemon. Like it was so easy to get into Mewtwo Shadow Raids, because people want people like Mewtwo. Like Mewtwo's just an incredibly popular Pokemon. Um, And then like for Moltres Articuno Zapdos, like I think if you went the first weekend that Articuno Moltres Zapdos came out, you would like find people at least in my area. Again, I'm talking about my area. I'm sure that 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 those results vary. But like week two, week three, week four or however long Niantic has repeated these every weekend, it was just like less and less and less, which is not exclusive to Shadow Raids. That's how every raid kind of has worked in Pokemon Go. Like the first week is the good week. And that's not exclusive to Pokemon Go either. That's very similar to almost every other game. Like even if you play Scarlet and Violet, like the first two nights, people are like seven-star raids, seven-star raids. And then all of a sudden, if you're waiting, you're like, oh, everyone's already done it. People don't want to rerun it again or they, they don't have time um i don't think that's like niantic's problem specifically i think that's just like the fomo of gaming it was like we got to do it now because no one's going to do it later my problem with like the shadow stuff is still there's like little to no reason to purify anything and so you look at these tournaments they talk about like the world championship of like shadow swampert being really good and i talked about earlier how i'm like saving teams i see on twitter or whatever, because it's like, oh, I want to build a new team for GBL and like I have a Eleki, but I don't have or not a Regieliki. I have a Registeel, but I don't have this. Um Oh, I it was Polyrath. I saw a lot of Shadow out polyraths. And it was like, that's that's cool. I don't I don't have that. I don't I I have no way of getting that. I have a regular polyrath, but apparently that's not good enough. So it's like I get that shadow Pokemon are like stronger, but they take more damage. But there's like nothing to purifying it, which is the thing you're supposed to like, they want you to do, right? They want you to purify it, but like, you get punished for purifying
1: it. Yeah. Story wise, it uh, does help the Pokemon to purify-, to purify it. But
2: being a good person is rewarding
0: itself. Yeah. So it's like, I, I, somebody's going to be like, well, technically it's cheaper to power up. True. I like, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. But like, the only reason I could think of ever purifying a Pokemon is to like, mega evolve it. Like if you had like, or a sh- if
1: it is a Pokemon like Sableye, or I think Wobbuffet, where they actually can use the move Return, so those are actually good in Purified form because they only get access to that move when Purified. But that's yeah. a very limited pool of Pokemon.
0: I wonder though if like, I wonder how much of 2023 in Pokemon Go was like soured because of the remote raid pass changes. The thing we cut out last week was a conversation of, like, people talking about how Pokemon Go is, like, dying or this might be the final year, which I disagree with. Um, I don't think it's dying. But when I look at the past year, I don't really see anything bad. I see features that some people care about and some people don't. But that's, like, every game. Like, GBL has been going pretty okay, and I don't really care about GBL. and. Some events are good. Some are not. Like that one Dragon Fairy event was like so good. And this like new fairy event is like, it's okay. I don't think it's I don't think it's bad. It's just not as good as past events. Um like the Halloween event is always good. And I don't know what they're gonna do around the Sinnoh thing. I guess we'll see if the global Sinnoh thing is good, but like I don't know how we got to like All of a sudden, Pokemon Go is dying during the least busy time of Pokemon Go, which is January. Like, if you look at the past year, you're like, they did a lot. But also, again, I just wonder how many people are just still soured, which understandable if you're soured about the remote raid passes. I'm not saying don't be soured about it or don't like if raiding was your one thing. Yeah, you probably wouldn't care about routes. You probably wouldn't care about party play because you're sitting at home remoting into raids like a lot of these features are go out and do that, and if your bread and butter for this game was crank that slot machine, dollar for Moltres, dollar for Metagross, dollar for whatever other Pokemon were in raids, Terrakian, and they took that away from you, and they haven't changed it, they're, they're very hard on, like...
1: I mean, we've, we've had the Raid Pass conversation but I do think that there is something to the fact that they took away the main thing that people did with online communities. And they haven't added anything else because they are so focused on getting people to form in-person communities. Mm-hmm. And I still think that there are things they could add that support both. Yeah, I have thrown out the O power idea, and I'm still pretty stuck on it because that's something where you could help your online community. You could help someone you're friends with elsewhere in the world. But that would also get you outside, or get you in places where there might be in-person community, and I think they need more features that are like that. Because they did have this game that built up a whole ton of online communities over the last few years, and they're just not supporting that at all anymore. And to what you were saying about the list, I look at this list and I see a bunch of features that were just broken. And they're not necessarily as broken anymore. (laughs) But, but I got real soured on them when they launched, and they were not fun because you couldn't do them, at, or they didn't work right, or there was no way to make a route, or there weren't any routes near me, and things like that. Along with the fact that, yes, it is the slow season, but every single event is coming with a ticket, and that's really uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and that I think so that was just
1: all of these things.
0: I, I i like the you know what's funny is uh i said like i I would pay ten dollars a month for another incubator like, I think having two permanent incubators is, like, a better well, play. and I need for
1: those shiny baby Pokemon. Yeah,
0: yeah, I need the shiny baby. That's true. I need to finish Shoto. <laughs> shiny baby Pokemon. But, like, I think of, like, what would a monthly subscription of Pokemon Go be? And I'm, I, I'm not 100% sure what that would look like, although it's kind of in the game right now. Like, mm mm-hmm. Niantic, like this is the second month Niantic has done the like for five dollars, you get an incubator every day for spinning a Pokestop, which accomplishes what they want. Number one is incubators are you have to go out and get it. So you have to leave your house unless you live on a Pokestop, then lucky you. Um, And you have to walk, right? Like that's the whole point of incubators is walking. So they're kind of they're still hitting their quota of like we want you to go out and play. I think getting one incubator a day, even though it's a one-time use, is better than a permanent incubator? Because, like, I'm not walking a lot because it's cold, and also there's this game called Scarlet and Violet, which just had a new DLC, which I've been playing a lot of, so I haven't had time for Pokemon Go, but now I have, at the end of this month, I will have 60 one-time use incubators, which is kind of awesome for $10. And when I go to Sinnoh whatever uh <laughs> Sinnoh tour, tour. I will I will have so many incubators and I won't have to buy anything. So like I guess we'll we'll, we'll probably circle back cuz we're running long. Uh but I I I think they are ticketing a lot of stuff. And I think that's fine because you don't have to buy it. But also, I think what we said last week, which got cut, is, just do just do a monthly pass. Just get, like do 799 or 1090 or 10 dollars a month, do this egg thing you're doing because I think that's fine, and uh, maybe it's working. I, I don't know how many people are buying the five dollar thing. I, I have I was gifted it last month from a friend. I bought it this month for myself. I'm probably going to buy it again because I think it's because you get like you get extra experience your first catch of the day I think you get extra stardust your first catch you you get a bunch of stuff you get pretty much everything you would ideally get in like a monthly pass but then it's like 2 dollars here a dollar here for community day 2 dollars here for this and it adds up
1: it adds up to maybe what you would expect for a monthly pass but when it's broken down into that many different things when they're asking you to pay over and over and over again it's just uncomfortable <laughs> It's just making me feel gross about it.
0: Just make a monthly pass and then have those things separate. So if somebody's like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to buy the Rowlet Community Day because that's all I'm going to play. That, that's fine. Let them spend their dollar. Then <laughs> It's just like really weird. I, there, there is something that's like you open up Pokemon Go and it's like five different things you can buy. And if you haven't been in the game for a while, you're like, what are what are all these things for? <laughs> like, what is this five dollars for versus this two dollars versus this one dollar versus the... just <laughs> just do the World of Warcraft thing where like make a monthly pass and then people buy it. And then they forget about it. And they're like, I've been subbed to World of Warcraft for three years. I don't know what I'm I'm not even playing it. <laughs> Greg knows at least 10 of those people. <laughs> oh, yeah. One hundred
2: percent know them. <laughs> like when's the last time you played hey, technically like- technically i only play final fantasy 14 one day a week and i'm paying a monthly fee for it but is it what 15, that one day a week is important 15 bucks for final fantasy
0: right if you do it monthly if you do the discounts it's 12 oh Inflation hasn't come to those games yet, eh? Haven't haven't up those. Prices I mean,
2: they're out. fighting against free games that don't have it and have microtransactions. So they're they're walking that line of they're one of the only MMOs left that charge a monthly fee. There's not many of them left. Yeah. So they're like, we we can't really go much <laughs> much beyond what we've done because people are still willing to pay this. But we're it's like. Final Fantasy 14 and World of Warcraft for like the last two that charge monthly fee, so and everybody you think, else has gone. Do you think that's freebie. why
0: Pogo hasn't done their a monthly fee there? Is it just yeah. not working anymore?
2: It's not working anymore.
0: It's not. It's people don't see it
2: as a viable solution. Um, it's for a lot of the reasons that a lot of monthly subscription fees. People are in the mindset of. I will forget about this, and I'll get charged for something that I am not using. Like that is much more in the common ideas. like a so whole ad campaigns about buy a product that will cancel all of your unused subscriptions. Like that's part of the idea of just where I think consumerism is right now. So we're in a weird moment of people are, are haven't cut on to being nickled and dimed. Because that was the thing back when I was growing up, everything came with a little extra charge. So you're being nickled and dimed to death. And then it changed to, "We'll just pay one monthly fee and you're on a budget and it never changes. So you always can prepare for that. And now we're sort of flipping back to the other way of thinking of, well, I'm wasting money if I don't use it. So I only want to pay for it when I need it. But again, we're going back to the okay. so now Pokemon Go has 17 tickets and you feel like I'm being nickel the dime to death. I'd rather pay just for access for it. There's not a good middle ground for any of it. Um, I mean, it's also competing against other video games where you pay for it once and then you get stuff and you don't have to pay again For a lot of things, right? Like you pay your $60 and you have a game. And then if they're going to add a DLC, you might pay more or sometimes you won't. Like there's so many different ways that people look at value that I think it's incredibly difficult for them to find a good way. And when you get, I, I was told this is true is when you see the money as the main driver and not fun is when you're getting quickly over that game. Like when the thing comes to why am I paying money for this? You're you, <laughs> you're on the path out. You're on the, you're on the road to leave that game. It is no longer offering you value. And I, I think one of the issues that Pokemon go is having, I think Hannah is correct is I don't know that they have a, a, good enough idea or big enough event to turn that around for a lot of people so that they are no longer seeing the money. And I think the raid change was the biggest shot in people's arms of. Oh, this is a money thing. I'm, I'm paying now more for a thing and it really brought the money to the forefront and has set this sort of, expectation of people scrutinizing what pokemon go charges them i think that was a huge pr error (laughs) Um, and one that they haven't recovered from and one that they don't have a good idea to eclipse yet um i think the live in-person things the money that gets wrapped up in the cost of travel So when you're talking about I'm paying $200 for a hotel room, but only $15 for the event, you have that weird scale of this is a drop in the bucket to what I'm doing. Whereas I don't want to pay $5 to go to the mall of America for an hour to do raids. Like I don't want to pay for that. I don't want to, that's not a a particularly fun thing to pay $5 for. (laughs) Like I, 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 it, it, i don't know how they fix it i don't know if they can fix it i don't know what at this point in that game would be so revolutionary that it would make people do a reset in their expectations and what they feel about the game
0: yeah i i there's probably a feature that brings people back i don't know what that is maybe like breeding or something yeah. um it's not routes <laughs> it's not it's the not master routes. ball i, I I think
2: also their their incredibly strict focus on in-person experiences alienates a lot more of America than they want to admit. It's really hard for Americans who were really, really, really spread out to get in-person events to feel super magical without a lot of work. And a lot of that work is done on the backs of people for free. Um, you know, it's different. Japan is a much different size, shape, location of a country. You know, it's not like you know, we do a podcast with a person that's on the other coast, <laughs> you know, like, That is an American thing. People don't understand how big America is. I had a person who flew into Chicago and was like, well, come see me for the weekend. I'm like, you don't understand (laughs) on the map. Yeah. Is this, that's a nine hour trip. I can't just get to Chicago from where I am. That's the size we're dealing with in America that a lot of other countries don't have as part of their experience. Like people Watching people talk about like, oh, I would never travel an hour in England to go from this town to this town. And people in the south are like, I drive two hours to work every day. What are you talking about? Like, it is just a very different it's a very different thing. And I I don't know given how extensive. And you touched on them with the route. Like how extensive Japan is for Pokemon Go, I I don't know that they honestly. Have a lot of great ideas to fix the America problem, and I don't know that there's a lot of value in them fixing the America problem.
0: Yeah, I, I said this last week. I'm sorry, it was cut. I will say it again. Even if America gave up on Pokemon Go, it would be fine in Japan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be. It it just it's 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 like a whole. It feels like a whole different game over there. It really does. Like I I watch a streamer who. They are an hour outside of Tokyo and like Tokyo very big city and mm-hmm. they they have to take an hour train ride to get into Tokyo and they do it most days. But like you would if, if I was an hour away from like Milwaukee or Minneapolis, I would have nothing around me. I would be but like their playing situation an hour away is still better than most american cities they just have because there's a train station there and around the train station is a bunch of restaurants and a bunch of restaurants is a bunch of small businesses it's like the standard japanese experience just not in tokyo just but it's still like oh there's a lot to do out here still because everything is so compact in japan their public transportation is amazing like they, they like the, an there's hour not loca- outside of Minneapolis is nowhere
2: land We're hitting farm <laughs> country You go an hour north and you are Out of city You are well, out of go, suburbs If I go an
0: hour south I'm in uh, Rochester And there's like nothing there either It's just a bunch of cul-de-sacs yeah, That's a like- lot if
2: you're a doctor
0: <laughs> Yeah a bunch <laughs> of hospitals and cul-de-sacs That's all there is
1: <laughs> Sorry I mean, to anyone in Rochester
0: to-
1: <laughs> I haven't been to Japan Since Pokemon Go came out, but Steve, you went to the fossil museum with the Pokemon exhibit there, right? Mm -hmm. That was kind of in rural Japan-ish, or at least farther away.
0: That was three hours away from Tokyo.
1: Yeah, how was the Pokemon Go situation out there?
0: Uh, If you remember, it was it was good. Um, Like not amazing, but like the museum itself was like on like a bigger park, and there was I think. Still, like, two gyms and probably five or six Pokestops, so, you, like, you could play at the museum. It was uh, maybe a 15, 20-minute walk from the museum to the station, and that was, like, probably the most cars I saw in Japan, because there was, like, three hours away from Tokyo, right? <laughs> like Yeah. So, like, yeah. they, they mean, had that an actual- rural. Yeah, they had like an actual parking lot, which you don't see a lot of in Japan, of like, oh, like this looks like an American parking lot because people need to drive to this museum and park. Um, So when we were walking back, there was not a lot of Pokestops because we were walking like behind people's like little farms, like not big farms, but like, you know, like half an acre where they growing like beets and stuff. So there was maybe the 20 minute walk back, there was maybe only like one Pokestop. But then when we got back to the train station, um there's like another like gym and another like three pokestops and then like every train station every station we like stopped at gym couple pokestops but
1: i mean that doesn't sound too far off of what i see here in american cities it's just that the cities in japan are so packed with pokemon go mm-hmm. i think that's the main difference because there there are have. rural parts of japan i have spent over a month maybe two or three months in rural japan
2: But they also have a a better infrastructure for travel. They have train systems like we just don't have. We just don't have. Infrastructure to support more passive travel. All of our travel is really active here, like you have to have a car or you are dealing with a flight because we just don't have a train system anymore. We sort of have a bus system, but that's
1: that's falling apart, too
2: um like and we are huge. like (laughs) even japan has rural systems it is still shorter to get to a city than if you are at the border of minnesota and having to come all the way down to minneapolis which is a four-hour drive and there's no train there's no nothing (laughs) there's nothing in between there are Tiny towns that probably don't even have stops because why would they? There's nobody who lives out there. Plus, the way that we run our telecom, where there aren't people, there aren't towers. So in rural areas, they just don't have the infrastructure to even play the game. Like it is just a different America is just a capitalist, problem of both size and scale and willingness to spend money. And, you know, this is the thing that I had to deal with when I was worked for AT&T people would call us in the middle of Montana and we're like, I don't know what to tell you. You live in a town with three people. We're not building a tower there. There's no point. It's not going to happen. You have to like, get something else. Because you're never going to get cell service out there, because nobody lives there, and it costs three million dollars to build a tower.
0: Yeah, when I when I went to a bachelor party, which was past Duluth, like near Grand Marais. Yeah, way up up. Uh, you're going up to the Boundary Waters at that point. There, there. I I, I, we, I was there for four days. There was no Pokestop. There was one. There was like one spawn. And I think this was before your like daily set spawn that would pop up. And I was like, if if this was my living situation, I would delete this game. It wouldn't even yeah. be worth ra- r- like finding an online community to rate for. What what am I, I, I <laughs> what am I catching yeah. besides like opening a game, spending a dollar, and remoting in? I know that is like a reality for some people that they like Pokemon so much and they they live in the middle of nowhere and remoting was their only way in. But like, I couldn't do it. Like I, I would just delete it. This is just, the game is not for me. Um, like I, I've stopped playing Pikmin completely. Not because I hate Pikmin or Pikmin's dying or I got bored with Pikmin. I stopped playing Pikmin because I've just been busy with other games and I can't go outside and walk. <laughs> I just can't do it. <laughs> like hopefully, I will be able to pick Pikmin back up when it gets nice out. But like at least, at least there are things to do in Pokemon Go at your house. Like there's still like maintenance. There's like evolving. There's like still things you can do in Pikmin. There's nothing you can do at your house. You need to like leave and walk. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing in that game that you can really do from home. I I don't know what twenty twenty four looks like for Pokemon Go. They usually release new features. I don't know what they can release. But hey, that's not our job. That's their job. They're they're supposed to be the creative people
1: i kind of hope they focus on fixing stuff and i mean there there was a developer interview a month ago where the person who was being interviewed said that in 2023 they had shipped a lot of new features and that they also hoped that maybe in the upcoming year they would focus a little more on continuing to improve the things that they had shipped we just have to see if they're allowed to do that yeah
2: it's tough i mean when you launch something new and it doesn't work in an already hostile environment there's it's so hard to come back from that because people are like you fix it and then you're gonna have to rely on your people to be like no no it's fixed it's more much better now and they're like but is it like that is such an
1: the mega situation gives me hope just because they've done it once
2: it, yes. it, people who play it now but do we know a ton of people that like well they
0: fixed megas so i'm back in <laughs> like that is no, a hard so i don't know i <laughs> i do think about again sitting at mall of america where was i i was i was there for whatever what was the last spotlight hour oh it was it was cast so I came at the end of Cast Form because I wanted to miss it, because I wanted to hunt the Hoot Hoot. And there was a bunch of raids. And I, I've said this before, I'll say this again. And the raids at Mall of America always fill up, right? It doesn't matter what Pokemon it is, it will it will probably get to twenty, no problem. And you know, Raticade with hats, Gengar with hats, Buzzwell, whatever and just the, the the thing that is not shocking to me which i think a lot of like online vocal people that are like pokemon go is dying or whatever or like the game is boring there like every time i join one of those raids and this is frequently this is not specifically this past weekend or or the past month this is just frequently the amount of people that are like level 22 27 39 like no one is using megas it's just it's not shocking anymore. It's it's the reality of the player base. Like I think there's like mm-hmm. this this weird perception that oh everyone is like level 46 and everyone has optimal counters and optimal megas. Like like even even when I was in Seattle for GoFest and I'm joining raids and stuff, the amount of people that like there's no reason not to mega. Mega literally anything. You will just get more candy if you're sitting here doing raids. These raids are filling up. Why? Just mega so You have B. Beedri- everyone has B drill. <laughs> just <mess laughs> up the B drill. You'll get more candy. And it's just it's it's not shock. Like it's shocking to me that people think that like everyone is like at end game in Pokemon Go and we're all bored. Like there's just so many people that are like playing this game every day and they're like it, level thirty two. Yeah. It's the same. People say that like the amount of think
2: pieces and tweets about how Final Fantasy 14 is dead is like, no, you're just at Endgame and there's nothing to do. I know a ton of people who are still working through the beginning levels and leveling up. It's just because, again. You just it's where you're at. And people have a real difficult time of understanding that your personal experience is not a universal experience. It's not exactly what's going on. There are other promise you there are people who are playing the game. Uh, <laughs>
0: just maybe not in the way that you want. I did. I did to. check this weekend before the podcast. Pokemon Go is the number eight most grossing app in the iTunes App Store of. Of 2023, like they're doing fine. Money-wise, like, fine. I know they're nickel and diming us, but they're, they're fine. <laughs> they, they're making a lot of money. They're okay. <laughs> we might not all agree with how they're making money, <laughs> but they yeah. are, they mean, are indeed making the thing. money. <laughs> Speaking of making money, join our Patreon. Anyways, that's the end of the show. Uh, thanks. One big announcement. Uh-oh. It's finally coming. Magikarp's coming to Unite.
2: Oh, I thought we talked about finally it. Finally announced it. Did I not talk about this? No. Because they just announced it on the 31st. Oh, yeah. Okay. Officially. Magikarp is officially coming. It is. <laughs>
0: That's going to bring people it back is... to that game.
2: <laughs> the way you evolve is unlike anything, any other one in there. And yes, it is possible to never evolve Magikarp. The entire game If you don't want to Just be prepared for trolls Keep it a magic. I've already saw somebody snipe Quasa with a Magikarp <laughs> Like I've already seen these things happen It's wild it This awesome. Pokemon is going to be weird I want to get back into Unite 2 Oh cr- it's so good right now good again. They just did another balance patch We're all happy Unless you play Zacian or Dodrio Then you're not happy at all
0: All right, well, we'll be back next week. Big 600 episode next week. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening. Thanks for making it to the end. Uh, Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Greg. Uh, This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective.
1: Super, of course, three Charizard cards are some of the most expensive cards in 2023 because Charizard is effective.
2: <laughs> it's no one for two million dollars, baby <laughs> for one ring.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers of this episode, starting with Stephen, Kay, Yarny, Tony, Stuart, Matthew, Bovine, Catherine, Josh, Jessica, Fumes, Chris, and Brady. And a huge shout out to our executive producer, Spencer. If you too would like to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash p k m n c a s t to sign up and support the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you next episode.